Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. The Sandful Show, thanks to Host Plus, with David Adams and Andrew Hayes. Each week, Hazy, we like to turn back the clock and look back at some of the past greats of The Sandful. And I tell you what, a guy that captained the Port Adelaide Magpies for many years, 165 games for him. He's a man you know very well. Jimmy Mickle, John, welcome to the show, mate. G'day, guys, and thanks for the welcome. I don't think I've been a part, called a past great for the past 10 years. So it's been <laughs> nice to be welcome back to both now. <laughs> well, get used to it, Jimmy, because uh, we keep on getting these texts each and every week on 0427 <laughs> just saying, hey, look, um, it might be uh, digging into the well a little bit, but what's Jimmy Mickle John up to? So we thought we'd get the great <laughs> man on. But take us through it. What's been happening the last sort of few years? Um, you're in Melbourne now. When did you move and what are you doing? So, yeah, shifted to Melbourne at the end of 2014. So, um, by that stage, I've been in Adelaide for 10 years. So, nine seasons at the Maggies and then had a season down in um, uh, Ragula, down in the Victor Harbour League. But um, work opportunities sort of dried up the company I was with in Adelaide because they were Victorian based. So, yeah, took a job over in Melbourne, mate, and um, been here 10 years and I'm age probably 30. <laughs> Well, it's a bit harder living in Melbourne, so I've been told. But, uh, mate, when you look back at your time in Adelaide in particular, I mean, originally, what was the plan? Because you came to Adelaide um, off uh, the Sydney Swans list after a few games for the Swans. Was it a, I'll be here for a couple of years seasons and see what happens and turn to nine type setup? Yeah, I think like a lot of people, young guys do, mate, back then was, you sort of get sort of chewed up and spat out by the AFL system. You sort of want to get, you, know, you still want to get back in. So you think, yeah, I'll come over for a year and give them the best shot and, and hopefully get back in. But um, yeah, look, I, I sort of didn't go that well my first year. I sort of struggled a bit. Was um, started in the ones and got put in the twos and then finished the season reasonably well in the ones. And that sort of, um, you know, I just had a bit of a thought about what I was going to do. And look, I really liked, really enjoyed you know, the culture of the footy club and, you know, basically SA as well. And the SNFL was a fantastic competition to be in. So, you know, that one year um, turned into nine and it sort of flew by, to be honest. I never really thought about going to play that sort of level of footy anywhere else once I was in entrenched at the Maggies. Jimmy, you mentioned the culture there. So you, you come across uh, a, a guy who hasn't played footy in South Australia before. You get indoctrinated in to the Port Adelaide Magpies. How does that culture get introduced to you? You know, how, how do you go about educating yourself in the Port Adelaide culture? Well, I had um, the great late Bobby Clayton. He was the one who contacted me. He came from the airport. And, you know, we went and met uh, Greg Phillips. Um, and then we spoke about Timmy Ginever and obviously Jack Cahill was coming back as a, as, a, as a senior coach again. And obviously we know what Jack's done for the footy club. So, you know, and the names of, of that footy club just 
echo through, you know, not only SA footy, but Australian footy. So, you know, the, the prison bar was a really reputable and popular jump, even for a, a bloke out of um, south of Sydney. Didn't know too much about, you know, the SA NFL. We still knew about the Port Adelaide Magpies and, you know, what that jumper represented. So um, it was a fairly quick introduction. And obviously, um, you know, they they were very strong about how they want to be represented and how they, how they want their players to play. So it um, didn't take long to work out how that... Um, you know the requirements of what it took to put the jumper on. Did, did it surprise you? It was the, the, the sample, and I suppose even the heritage of the Port Magpies. Did, did it surprise you just how strong it was? Was it a bit of a, a shock to the system coming off an AFL list of just how intense it all is? Yeah, well, as you know, as we sort of um, we played in the uh, ACT league, and they probably got about you know, no offence to that league at the time, but they probably. Max might have got 500 to 1,000 people at a game, you know, between the, the main rivals where SNFL, that was sort of, you know, that was, you'd get that on a rainy day down in Orlunga, but, you know, you were playing around in front of two, three, four thousand 4,000 people routinely. So just the, you know, just the support that the competition had at state level was fantastic. Um, and I think the quality of footy was, was steps ahead of a lot of the other state competitions then. I mean, back when, you know, we started out at 05, how do you think you're 06? There was a lot of blokes who were over the age of 25 um, playing regular senior footy, even you know, 27, 28. Whereas these days, I think, to be honest with that, probably SNFL felt that closely. But I think if you find a, if you find a few guys over 25 on an SNFL list today, these days it's sort of a bit of a rarity. So it was a very mature type of footy that was being played back then. Um, and I obviously, yeah, I just loved it. What was it like being captain? And in particular, I don't want to put this in a negative sort of slant, but. They, they, that means them. It was their mantra, and they did it so many times. Port Adelaide exists to win, to win premiership. Did you, did you feel pressure uh, as a player and as a captain playing for a club that, I mean, the supporters expect so much all the time. Um, it's a tough one. Oh, look, you always be going to the season in every season, hoping for, you know, wanting to to win a flag, but we sort of. We knew where we were at, I guess, at the start of 2010. It was a very tough transition um, between 2009 and 2010. We lost a lot of senior blokes, uh, given the rumours that were starting to circle, which were pretty pretty vicious even back then, about being taken over by the AFL and, and, that, and that sort of thing. So we lost a lot of key older blokes. And I mean, you know, I guess the, the good thing for the club at the time was we were generating the list and getting a lot of the young, you know, put Adelaide up. Adelaide guys coming through some family dynasties and stuff that were sort of getting an opportunity, but um, yeah, look, it was it was tough given that um, you know our success we didn't have really any success at all um, in my stint in Port Adelaide. The best we finished was third in 2005, but yeah, from the years 2010 to 2013 they were pretty lean. But you know, I was really when looking back, I guess we didn't win a lot of games, but we did produce some pretty solid SNFL players um, through that era. Um, obviously, like with Steve Summerton, Zane Kirkwood, Corey Beard, those sort of guys, they went, you know, went on to strength their strength, had some really great careers. And obviously, Summer on Beardy at other clubs. So, you know, from the results, to the results sense, it was very disappointing. And, you know, the supporters of the club were fantastic. They, I think they knew deep down that we were going to struggle for those years because they sort of sensed what was happening as well. But, you know, every, every week the guys went out there, put everything into it. And, I mean, that's all you can ask for. Um, mate, you mentioned some of those players. You played with some really, really good players. Who who else sort of comes to mind when you think of some of those Port Adelaide greats that you got to play alongside? I, I remember playing a game 
early on. It might have been my second or third game against Port, and I, I had to tag Jeremy Clayton. And <laughs> I reckon <laughs> I reckon he finished the day with about 86 touches and about three or four goals. And at one stage, I'm looking at the ruck contest, and he's hit me in the in the guts so hard. I've never been more winded in my life. I was certain at that point that I was going to die. And then Luke McCabe ran past from our side. Instead of going after Clayton, he yelled at me and told me to get up. But he was a, he was a player that he was, even from an opposition um, sense, he was just fun to watch. Yeah, I was, look, Jez, Jez by far was the best and most talented player I played with, bar none. And for a bloke who's four foot three, what he can do overhead and, you know, where he puts his head and how fearless he is. He's, he's unbelievable, mate. So he, if he wanted to, he, I think if he wanted to, he could have had a really good AFL career. But we're very lucky that, you know, we got a, you know, we got an armchair ride to seeing some of his best footy between, you know, 2005 when he won the McGarry. It was probably one in 06. But, you know, the footy he produced was unbelievable. So, you, you know, you'd leave him one out in the square and, he, you know, he'd take massive hangers or he'd take an unbelievable, take an unbelievable mark. And he'd get 40 touches without you know, without batting an eyelid. So he, he would have been by far the best player. And, you know, I had some other, you know, solid players that played. Brad Murray was a really, really good player. You know, hard midfielder. Elstone the same. So we had a lot of, I guess, that, you know, the early days, we had a lot of those hard-nosed midfielders, mature bodies, which was needed at that time in, in that NFL. Um, we had some good characters as well. Clive Waterhouse was, he was right up there, mate. He could turn it on. One, he could turn it on um, when he was on in Clive. So he was always fun to watch. Um, but then later in the, I guess, the latter stages of my career, Sammy Gray was one that really stood out. Like yep, he was yeah, a bit, sure. he was a bit, um, I think he was a bit, took, I'm not sure if he quite knew what it took to get there in 2010, but then he just came onto the scene and blew everyone away. And obviously he, he um, took it to another level and then obviously got drafted, deservedly got drafted and had a great career AFL-wise. So, um, you know, Sammy Gray was one that stands out that sort of come out of nowhere um, from the early stage and, I didn't get to play with much with um, big squiggle license, but he's obviously doing really well now as well. Um, just one more on Jeremy Clayton. You mentioned Rob of McGarry in what, 06? Um, can you give us yeah. an insight? It was, it was just one to give the umpires just a little bit of constructive feedback because <laughs> I feel like I'd probably put him in the same category as Ian Cullen and that had they kept their mouth shut a little bit more, they could be wearing three or four McGarry medals. Uh, I think it was just the umpires who <laughs> copped some of the space and said, buddy, give it to anyone, mate. His teammates, supporters, uh, well, not opposition supporters, so our opposition team. So he was he was very good on the lip, but he could back it up. So it was um, some of the yeah, some of the space he would give people. Hilarious. Uh, this is a really important... And you just give him a bit of ammo. You, just, you could give him a bit of ammo too when he knew he was fired up and he just... Nothing was sacred with Jesus. It was great. <laughs> Jimmy, really important question before we let you go. Who is more intimidating? John Cahill as your first Port Adelaide coach when you come over to South Australia, or Andrew Hayes as a groomsman. Uh, Andrew Hayes as a groom when you are standing in as a groomsman. Yeah, groomzilla, wasn't oh, I, Jimmy? He was. He was groomzilla. He was horrendous. We nearly lost his dog. Oh, all sorts of panic. <laughs> that is true. What happened to the dog? <laughs> oh, the dog. Goodness me. So we put the dog off to someone, somebody else to take care of, and then we got a call just as we're driving to the venue saying sure. from this lady saying, we've lost the dog. The dog's got off. Anyway, so we're driving towards North Adelaide and pulling into this dog park. The dog's like running down the road, so I had to stop it and get it in there. His heart's going at 1,000 miles an hour. We kept that from uh, the wife who had different priorities at that time, but 
Jimmy, you were a very calming influence throughout that time and throughout the whole wedding. So um, credit where it's due. Yeah, something wrong with that, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, his, his career has been storied. We've loved having him on. Jimmy Bickle, John, former Port Adelaide Magpies captain, mate. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to chat. It's the Soundful Show. Thanks to Host Plus. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.